What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Happy New Year. Um, I know we didn't have a podcast for the Packers week, and we just thought, you know, with Christmas and New Year's, um, we might not get a lot of listeners. Uh, we were busy ourselves. In addition to that, um, you know, it was the same game again, right? <laughs> the Lions have a big lead, and they blow it in the fourth quarter. Quite unbelievable. Uh, but that's what you get when you don't have Stafford on the roster. Anyways, um, this podcast, we are doing our second annual season grade. So we'll go through each position group, give our grades on them for the year. We'll also do the coaching group, ownership, GM, Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, Offensive Defensive MVP. If you can have a defensive MVP, we do list one. It should be pretty clear and obvious. But uh, this podcast here is going to wrap up the 2019. And I, I say 2019 season. It didn't get into 2020 because we didn't make the playoffs, obviously. But nonetheless, we just want to thank everybody this year for listening. We truly appreciate it. Um, our fan base continues to grow, which is really cool to see. And we hope everybody can keep sharing this podcast, um, keep contributing. We'll try to be better on social media going forward, um, especially with the draft coming up with the number three pick. So that's exciting, at least um, as a Lions fan, unfortunately, we are too familiar with being excited for late April drafts. But um, big thank you again to UJ, Rudd Dog, Connor. And Bob for coming on here every week uh, as we make the Blue Kool-Aid crew grow. And thank you most of all to the listeners uh, who come on here every week and interact with us on social media to give us their opinions. Um, again, if if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, it's an hour 40 minutes or an hour and a half, I think, about this podcast. So... If you go in the description, you can uh, fast forward to certain position groups and things of that nature if you don't want to listen to the full thing. Although I think you should. And then you can give us your grade on social media. So hit us up. Um, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. And then hit us up on there. Give us your grade. And maybe we'll put some polls up as well. Maybe that'll be an easier way to do it. This is Big Z. We want to thank everybody for listening, and now it's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ, 
I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. It's Big Z, and we have the Blue Kool-Aid crew here. So we got Bob, Connor, UJ, Rudd Dog all here. Hey. Hello. What up? Uh, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we want to say happy new year and happy new decade to you. Um, it's the dawn of a new decade and a new decade of Lions football. Lions, Lions dominance. <laughs> yes. And, it, and it's uh, it's going to be a much better decade than the previous decade, I truly believe. That wouldn't be too hard. It's not a very high bar. <laughs> <laughs> All we have to do is win a single playoff game, and then we've surpassed this last decade. That's, that's very true. Um so I, I know we didn't uh, have a podcast before the Packers game, uh, you know, at Christmas and, and going around. But, I mean, what else is there to say about that game, really? Uh, it's the same story that it's been all year. The So just some notable items on the – so what we're going to do here, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, is this is going to be a review of the entire season. Um, but before we get into what we're going to do, the rest, here are just some notable things from the season. The Lions this year blew six fourth-quarter leads including never trailing the Packers in either game. They trailed them for zero seconds. <laughs> um, Unreal. They had a lead in 13 games at one point or another. And uh, a, a, there's a bunch of notes we can go down, but uh, the other one I really want to note was Kenny G. He emerges a true number one this year. He led the league in touchdowns oh. with 11. And Kenny G, what a stud, so, it's like somebody did trading for you. And Marvin, yeah, I'm sure he got a lot of Pro Bowl votes, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't Calvin get like 16 one year and not win it? Yes. <laughs> um, crazy. Yeah, that pro, the Pro Bowl's stupid. The Pro Bowl's stupid. The pro Bowl. We can only get the Pro Bowl. Can he still make All Pro? Have they released that yet? No, they have not released that yet. No, but he can still make All Pro, correct? And that's the I mean, more. Trubisky made the Pro Bowl last year, so yeah, can't and, trust it. And like Stafford made it one year as like a fifth alternate. Like it, I don't know, it's just really goofy how it all works. Uh, it's popularity contest. I would argue that Darius Slay didn't have one of his better years and it throughout his career, and he he still made the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's still it's sure. still good to see him in there, but I'm just saying, of all the seasons where he deserved, I would say this would be one of his less deserving ones. Yeah. Um, but regardless, we're going to hit up on all these players as we go through the list. So what we're going to do, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Bob Connor, UJ, Rudd Dog, what we're going to do is we are going to go through each position group, and this is our second annual season review, season review grades. So we're going to start on the offensive side. I'm going to list the position group, and then we're going to give a grade for that position group. So the first one I want to go to is – quarterback and this not is not just a Matt Stafford uh, category uh, Matt Stafford Jeff Driscoll David Blau uh, th- those are the three quarterbacks that took snaps this year on the roster so let's start with you Bob I want to get your grade for the quarterback position in 2019 
Well, um, I'd, I'd put a, probably a C on the group, but an A-plus for Stafford but because uh, he was having a great year. But um, we kind of uh, didn't address the, the backup position before the season, and so it was a, a rotating position. And uh, the guys did okay who came in, but uh, obviously it was a huge drop-off because they were learning on the job. Yeah, it's, so, it's, I, starting in the preseason, there was 11 different quarterbacks that have touched this roster yeah. at some point this season. Jeez. We I didn't win a game with backups, did we? <laughs> Nope. No, we went 0-8. The Giants game was the last game we won, and that was with Stafford still. Okay. Yeah, we got some flashes from Blau and um, uh, who was the other guy? Driscoll. Uh, Driscoll. But uh, nobody could put together a solid performance. So I'm going to C for the group. All right, how about you, Connor? Uh, I'm going to give the starting quarterback a little bit more weight, and I'm going to go C+. Plus. I, I think – I don't think Blau or Driscoll is really the long-term solution at backup, but like I've always said, if Stafford goes down, our season's over. So, and that happened, and we went 0 and 8. So, but Stafford career year, I think it's going to continue next year. I'm not worried about his back personally, but and he told us himself not to be worried about his back, so I trust him. So I'm going to go slightly higher with a C plus for the group. Yeah, and, and in the eight games Stafford played, 187 of 291 at 64.3%, 2,500 pass yards, uh, 300, that's 320 yards a game, 19 touchdowns, which was tied for second in the league when he went down, and a, and a 106.0 rating on the season. Still ahead of Mitch Trubisky, I think. It's, for the yeah, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. that long ago that would have been like a halfway decent season stat line. For a starting quarterback, I remember it was like three thousand yards became like such a big deal, and then it just keeps going up. Yeah. All right, let's go to you, uh, UJ. All right, uh, I'm, I too am going to say C plus. Uh, the first semester, A plus. Second semester, probably like a D, and only because these guys just had no experience. However, contrary to what Connor said, I, I do think uh, our backups showed us a little something this year. Uh, I know they struggled and. Sometimes came up with the interception at the exact wrong time, but but I think Blau showed a lot of grit, and uh, I think I could see him as a backup in the future. Um, but going forward, I, I too am also confident in Stafford that he'll be back and healthy, and and uh, hopefully the backup quarterback isn't something we'll have to worry about in the future. But as a group, I'd say the C plus. Uh, that's it. So. All right, C plus for UJ. How about you, Red Dog? I'm going to go just a little bit higher. I'm giving the group a B minus. Uh, obviously, Stafford was at A plus level. And then uh, the biggest drop off for me in grading, the biggest takeaway was uh, Driscoll. He did not play at backup level. Uh, this is a guy who had some starts in the league. Might have had a win with the Bengals. I can't remember. But. Uh, he really, I mean, sure, he showed some flashes and he could do some things, but, like, if you're a backup, you have to be a more steady hand than he was, and he wasn't. Whereas, I think a little bump up to Blau because he's an undrafted rookie who came in and looked better than our backup. And I know he made his mistakes, and they were rookie mistakes, but I give him a little more credit for uh, the job he did do. Um, so, I mean, B-minus overall. You know, 
early passing, but that's mostly because Stafford started off so strong. If Tennessee was passing. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Barely you're right. Yeah, well, well they're both. Well, yeah, you, you, yeah, a little better than average, I would say, but mostly because of Stafford. Yeah, I'm actually, I, I'm going to give this a B. Uh, wow, perfectly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like Progression. I, I thought Driscoll did enough to win, uh, win the game for our team as a backup. Uh, David Blau. For instance, against the Bears, I thought he did enough in that game as well for the team to win. The, it, as we've said all year on the podcast, the defense is really what was the source of a lot of issues uh, True. this season. And I, I thought there was enough there for the, the team to win with backups in. And Stafford uh, was just ridiculous this year. And it was so f- much fun to watch him. At, oh, man, it's just so so frustrating I, he was playing at a plus level before he got hurt that's what that's why i'm at a b because he was at a plus level he was fourth mm-hmm. in dvoa uh which means so basically uh, an average player he was he was the fourth best like above the only people that beat him were uh lamar jackson and patrick mahomes and drew Brees. um in dvoa Pretty good company so uh, i'm I think Matt's that I can't wait to see him back. I think he actually would have played at the end of the season if there was any sort of playoff implications on the line. Uh, the fact that there wasn't, I'm, I'm glad they sat him out. Make sure he's 100% ready to go for next year on our Super Bowl run. But let's move on to the next category now, and that is running back. And the Lions had a lot of fun with this one as well, especially with injuries. Um, oh, boy. I, I mean, we can go through – all the all the players in this one. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen different people rushed the ball at one point Jeez. this season for the Detroit Lions. Now, granted, some of those are on reverses and things of that nature. Um, but carry on Johnson, Bo Scarborough, Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick, C.J. Anderson. Remember that guy? Yeah, uh, Trey. <laughs> Car- <laughs> Trey he was my breakout player of this year. <laughs> he carried the ball this season. Hey, <laughs> Uh, yeah, he played. He played in two games and got cut. Trey Carson, Paul Perkins, Wes Hill, Wills Hillis. I'm sorry, no, Wes Hills, Wes Hills. Uh, so just a just a plethora of running backs. Carryon Johnson led the team with 403 yards in eight games. Paul Scarborough at 377 and six. So uh, let's let's start with you, Connor. What what's your grade uh, for the running back group? I'm gonna go with a D plus. I think the as good as our offense was, the running game never really got established. Carry on Johnson, unfortunately, cannot stay healthy. Even when he's healthy, he doesn't look like a true number one running back to me. I thought McKissick had a couple good games and like, you know, a few of our standing guys towards the end of the year had good games, but I I'm not sure we have the star running back that we need or maybe it's the o-line i don't know but i'm not fully convinced that carry on johnson's the long-term solution maybe that's maybe i need to drink more kool-aid i don't know but that's just my thought i'm gonna go d plus for this group all right how about you uj Uh, i'm gonna go slightly higher with a c plus and only because the way we finish the season uh i think we have a nice glimpse possibly of uh next year uh, with the Carrion Johnson and Bo Scarborough, uh, they looked really good together. So, granted, it took us all season to figure that out, but uh, uh, it was kind of exciting at the end. I mean, those two guys, that was a good one-two punch they had. 
It looked yeah. pretty good. So uh, I, I just, I'm just saying, in terms of uh, the arrow pointing upward, I, I have to give it slightly higher with a C plus. Overall, the performance was not great by the running backs this year, mostly because of injuries and stuff. But uh, for the future, though, yeah, I'm a little excited about next year seeing those two guys in the backfield together. So I'm gonna go with the C plus. So. Yeah, and just before we, right. before we get to you, Rudd Dog, um, just I just want to throw out a comparison there. So, Karen Johnson in his rookie year, 118 attempts, 641 yards, three touchdowns, one fumble. This year, 113 attempts, so only five less, 403 yards, three touchdowns, and one goddamn fumble against the Kansas City Chiefs. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so just uh, throw that out there. But uh, Rudd Dog, let's go to you. Um. Okay. This is a really tough group to grade. I, I, I think it depends on how much you want to weight injuries into this equation because that it does really muddy things up. But uh, I, I also think the the, the O line did even less favors for the run game this year. On top of that, our fullback and tight ends didn't do a fantastic job of blocking. So I'm going to be a little more favorable to them. Uh, another B minus, because I think, uh, especially with uh, end of season uh, turnaround, as we things started to get put together and we saw we were a little more healthy. Uh, because, I mean, when carry-on was healthy at the end, you started to see a little some flashes of what we missed to carry-on. Granted, I, I will say he started off the season – pretty weak but he was also people were more aware of him than last year he wasn't getting those you know breakouts around the edge like he did last year they were a little more prepared for him and uh post Scarborough was exciting and actually I like to say care I think uh we saw flashes of what Ty Johnson might bring to the future as he seemed to finally start to figure some things out especially in that last game where he broke out a little bit um and I mean on top of that all the spot duty all those guys we just signed out of nowhere came in and did admirable jobs as they then fell like dominoes. <laughs> so it's like, how do you, how do you grade guys who get a few carries and they're injured after the season? I don't know if you wait injuries, then this grades much lower, but I think with all the things they were working against, I think they did an admirable job. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to you, Bob. Uh, yeah, this, the running game was definitely disappointing this year. I, but I'm I'm gonna give a more generous grade like uh, Rub Dog did. I'm, I'm gonna go with the B minus. Um, yeah, Carry On was disappointing to start the year, and uh, the injuries really killed this group. And uh, Quinn was pulling like every running back off the street for a while there, as like a crapshoot. And finally, uh, he hit one with uh, with Bo Scarborough, and I think that's a good one. He'll be around. I like uh, like uh, you, Joe, saying. The carry-on, Bo Scarborough, one-two punch with Ty Johnson in there mixing it up. I think it's going to be good going forward. So, B-minus. Um, disappointing year for the running backs, but it was starting to gel there at the end. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a B uh, again. Uh, carry-on Johnson, definitely, definitely disappointing. But I think the Lions found some really nice gems in two players, Bo Scarborough and J.D. McKissick. Super cheap contracts. Guys are going to contribute a lot going forward, I feel. Uh, Bo Scarborough averaged 4.2 uh, yards a carry, which is uh, 
more than a half yard, uh, more than Kerryon Johnson average. Uh, the guy falls forward, which is really nice. He was really reliable on third and short. But J.D. McKissick, what a great find. Uh, they get him all, uh, after he's cut from the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And, he, I mean, they only paid him $2.3 I think, this year. And um, Say what you want about Bob, Bob Quinn, but I thought one of his best moves this year was cutting Theo Riddick and getting J.D. McKissick. So they save money by cutting Theo Riddick. You got a cheaper guy in J.D. McKissick, and he looks like he contributed more than Theo Riddick did all of last year. Theo Riddick was actually out the entire year for Denver, so, uh, which was part of the concern with Theo Riddick and his injuries. So, really good move by Bob Quinn. Uh, that type of value and a, a good find in both Scarborough's piece going forward, I, I, I think I'm going to give it a B because I think a lot of this has to do with m- more of the blocking than it has to do, which might affect my next grade. Uh so I, I I think the running backs did enough. You know, the, the cast of characters is whatever, but I'm going to focus on the top guys here. All right. Let's go to possibly the most exciting group of the year, and that's the wide receivers. Um, just, a, just a ridiculous uh, year for the receiving core, I, I believe. Kenny Galladay, 1,190 yards, 11 touchdowns. Marvin Jones, 779 yards, 9 touchdowns. Amendola, 678 and a touchdown. Marvin Hall, uh, Chris Lacey with a little bit of contributions here and there. Uh, so th- that's some of the wide receiving crew. So let's go to you, uh, Rudd Dog. Let's get your grade on the wide receivers. Yeah, this is uh, obviously our sh- probably, our, probably our biggest strength of the entire team this season outside of Stafford. Um, as far as the actual group goes, that, you know, they were – I would go with an, a solid A, uh, no plus because there were a few drops and some guys didn't do, you know, didn't fill in great. But I mean, Kenny Galladay is a monster. Marvin Jones continued to play really well, and uh, I mean, gosh, was it nice to have uh, Amendola who could get open consistently? I mean, yeah, that group's numbers speak for themselves. I give them a solid A. All right, Connor. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the exact same grade with a solid A. I think Kenny Galladay has really established himself as number one. I think all these receiver stats would be like even way better if Stafford had stayed healthy all year. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm very comfortable with Marvin Jones as our second guy. Amy Dawes can slot in anywhere, it seems like. Uh, I definitely think this was our strongest group of the year. Uh not counting Stafford since he went out halfway through the year. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go solid A. Uh, I don't know why I'm holding back from an A+, plus, but I did think this was our strongest group of the year, in my opinion. All right, Bob. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on line with these guys. I think an A for sure. It's been a solid group. Um, St. Rita product, Kenny Galladay leading the way. And, oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, he went to St. Rita? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we mentioned that before. But anyway, um, yeah, so Galladay, he looks great, and uh, he'll, he'll be uh, signing an extension soon. And uh, I don't know why he's not getting the elite props that he's he should, but I mean, part of that's Stafford being out and uh, his numbers not quite as high as they would have been, but he still had a, a fantastic year. And, um, yeah, like the whole list of guys you said – Amadola has been—he was a nice pickup for them for sure. 
And uh, yeah. I like this group going forward as long as they're healthy. Um, nothing but nothing but good things going ahead. So solid A. Yeah, and, it, it, and it's really it should really be noted that the uh, wide receivers Kenny Galladay last year of his rookie contract coming up, Marvin Jones last year of the deal that he that four year deal that he signed with the Lions, and then Amendola a free agent uh, that we've met, we've mentioned on the podcast before, but it, an interesting moment in time for the Lions wide receiver group. So UJ, what's your grade? Yeah, well these guys all give it a solid A. I'm gonna give it a really solid A. All right. <laughs> More solid. Guys, is it more solid than more Dog solid, solid than they get? Okay. Wow. You could do an A plus. It was quite. I'm just gonna go with a really solid A. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't perfect, you know. An A plus is uh, is is an extreme grade, and uh, I, they weren't quite that. But man, they were really good. Kenny Galladay, a week A plus. Uh, I'm gonna give it a double solid. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, but. Galladay, Sanita Frog. Did anybody mention that? All right. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. He's a revelation. The guy's amazing. He's a star. There's no doubt. And I want to give Marvin Jones a ton, Jones a ton of props, too, because, you know, early in the season, the first half of the season, he was making so many great catches, contested catches, too. They weren't like the big wide open ones. He was fighting for ball. He was, he was so good this year, I think. And uh, I don't think he got enough credit for what he deserved. And Amendola was fantastic and I hope we sign him again next year. I'd like to see this group come back healthy and uh yeah, solid A. These guys are definitely the best group on the team this year. Yeah, I'm gonna go with an A as well. Uh Kenny Gaudet, I'm he's he was still producing even with Stafford out. Uh he was able to, you know, show that he's a true number one by showing he can do it with any quarterback. Doesn't matter who's out there. The way he uh he was second in the league in contested catches made. He just uses that uh, that body and his strength to just uh, come down with the ball so consistently. It's remarkable. That one, I mean, we can go a, a multitude of catches. The one, the first one that pops in my mind, though, that I I just really liked, and it showed his his length and his great hands, uh, was against the Chiefs. Stafford throws an out right to the front left pylon, and there's that super slow motion where he's just long enough to get a back foot that just grazed the ground uh, as a touchdown. Um, yeah. He, I mean, he's truly fantastic. elite. I, I, I am fascinated to see what kind of contract the Lions are willing to offer him uh, as he comes here in the last year of his rookie deal, um, especially when they have needs elsewhere on the roster that are maybe more glaring. Uh, but obviously, it would be tough to lose a guy like Kenny Galladay. But, yeah, all A's from the Blue Kool-Aid drinkers here. Uh now we're going to move on to a group that, well, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what grade your guys are going to give this group. So this uh, is just reported today as well, and we'll get to the rest of the coaches that were uh, fired when we get to their groups. Uh, but Jeff Davidson, the offensive line coach, not fired. He's just stepping away from football and as a whole, which people – tend to do when they uh, enter the Lions organization. They tend to leave football for a long time after, uh, unfortunately. But in this case, maybe it's a good thing. Uh, Jeff, so Jeff Davidson fired. So offensive line, UJ, what's your grade for the offensive line this year? Uh, this is kind of a tough one. I, re I really – I'm a big fan of offensive line play. I have been since I watched my kid play offensive line in college. In high school, and 
I, I started to watch it a lot more. I became so respectful of what they do. And uh, uh, this year, I got to give them a, I'm going to say it's C+. Plus. Uh, it could have definitely been better, and they struggle at times. However, uh, considering some of the things they put them through, I, I didn't understand the uh, platoon thing with Wiggins going in for Glasgow and then for Dahl. I didn't really understand it. I mean, they swear by it that it worked. Um, I just, it's unusual. Maybe there's not used to that kind of thing. But uh, I think overall the line played a pretty decent, did a pretty decent job. They protected Stafford really well. And I think even at the end of the season, I think they're even getting a little better toward the end too. So I'm just going to give them a solid C plus and look forward to good things next year. Uh, hopefully, I don't think Glasgow's going to come back. Uh, they've talked about that. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to allocate their money differently, but uh, and hope they can find someone to fill that spot. Maybe like Bunch Bagel or someone like that. But uh, uh, I'm just giving them a solid C plus. I, I really like, generally like the job they did, but they definitely have room for improvement. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, let Let's go with uh, Bob. All right, well, I'm taking a sip of the Kool-Aid here. Mm. I'm going to give this group a B. Whoa. Um, Interesting. I know. It's a lot, a lot, like you were saying, a lot up is down, you know, Wagner. Uh, I personally hope Glasgow does come back because I kind of like him, but uh, it, it does seem he'll be testing the market, so we'll see. Uh, Taylor Decker. You know, he was up and down. You know, he looked great sometimes. And some, some weeks, everyone's like, why the hell is he on the team? But uh, I think uh, I think he's uh, a decent guy in Ragnow. Um, the, the thing I liked about the, what they did this year was the pass protection. I thought was pretty good. Um, the run blocking was very sketchy a lot of times. So, But overall, I'm just going to go with the B. Um, that's about all I have on that. All right, let's go with Connor. You know, I think they, for a lot of the year, did a really good job of protecting Stafford, which I think is the most important thing the O-line could do. That being said, I don't always think the run blocking was great. In fact, I thought it was pretty average to maybe slightly below average most of the season, maybe picked up a little bit towards the end. I'm going to go a B- because I, I do actually think this was a pretty solid group and I know they've made some weird choices with, like, slotting in different O-linemen and injuries and stuff, but I thought the group did pretty well with what they were given. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go B-minus. All right. Group. Rod Dog. Uh, I'm with you, Connor, on the grade. I'm going to go with a B-minus. Uh, like you said, the most important thing an O-line does is protect the quarterback, and I think they did a pretty decent job of that for most of the year. There was a few games where – they were getting toasted a couple times, and I mean, some of that, some of the sacks they gave up weren't on them. You know, wow, well, like to hold on to the ball forever, but uh, most of the, most of the time, their pass blocking was rock solid. Um, uh, minus, if they, if, if I, I can't even give them, they're definitely below average in run blocking. I think their run blocking was pretty rough most of the season. I mean, yeah, they had a couple games where they kind of opened some holes, especially as our running backs got a little healthier. They were able to break some tackles and stuff, but uh, too much of the season, 
our running backs had to create for themselves with little to no help from an O-line that should have at least been, you know, helping them get to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> so, I mean, they locked it up a little later in the year, and that's why this isn't lower. But, yeah, B-minus, they protected the quarterback fairly decently. So, Yeah, I'm going to go with a C. I – this this group is extremely frustrating. They are, uh, you know, on PFF they're ranked middle tier and uh, pass blocking. They're ranked uh, just below average and run blocking. There's nothing that really stands out. Uh, Ragnow, one of the top rated players at his position. He's easily the best offensive lineman they have. Guard's the most replaceable position. So Glasgow, he's super durable in there a lot. I Like UJ was saying, I don't understand the rotation at all with Joe Dahl. And Kenny Wiggins, Joe Dahl is clearly the better guard. I don't understand it. Uh, they can say what they want, but <laughs> it makes no sense. Just like, just from uh, you know, experience of playing football, like I, I don't get better by sitting on the bench. I don't know. Uh, but I just uh, Taylor Decker, he's he's so up and down. Rick Wagner, uh, you know, he's he's not playing up to the value that he is uh, worth. Uh, well, he, you know, he, he got the highest paid right tackle contract when he signed it, and the fact that he has not lived up to that contract, I think, really hurts this team because that that money could be spent on defense or something else, uh, perhaps. So I, I wouldn't be shocked even in this draft coming up, the Lions target an offensive lineman the way um, our offensive line played this year. So I'm going to go with the C. I think it's pretty a pretty troubling sign that the offensive lineman got fired. So. I'm, I was I was leaning towards a D, but I'm gonna a, a D plus or something like that or C minus, but I'll I'll go C just because there was times, uh, when Stafford was in there that he had enough time to throw. But it's a tough one for me. It, it's definitely a disappointing group. Hey, dude, Glasgow. I heard Glasgow was like the 11th ranked guard, uh, by like Pro Football Focus or something like that. Uh, if that's actually not only that, I think. Uh, uh, Decker was fairly highly ranked. He was a left tackle, and uh, uh, Ragnow is one of the top centers in the league. So. Well, Ragnow is yes. Well, eleventh is pretty good ranking in your position when there's sixty-four of them. In pass blocking efficiency, Glasgow is forty-one overall. Joe Dahl forty-five. Really? Yeah, I'm looking at it right where, now. Where are we here? He was ranked eleventh. Oh yeah, that was from UJ. <laughs> I read it somewhere in a book. Hey, trust in a book. book. The Lions' <laughs> overall offensive lineman efficiency on PFF um, was 17th overall, so right in the middle of the pack. Um, but considering yeah. the talent that we we believe that we have on that offensive line, I thought it was below. So you think Jeff Davidson walking away is okay? Because they didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's okay. I was well, he, he, okay with that. He was night and day better than Prince. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, but maybe maybe uh, we still have a lot of room to grow here. So I mean, I, I agree with that. But I that might be him. that might be saying that uh, you know, like Jim Caldwell is better than uh, Marty yeah. Merenweg or Ron Marinelli as a head coach, or Jim Bob Cooter is better than Joe Lombardi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's second. I hated. Joe Lombardi was the worst. I, I could worst. him. All right, we, we have one more <laughs> offensive group to go with. Um, and that was a group we had a lot of hope for uh, coming into the season with the likes of TJ Hawkinson, our eighth overall draft pick, 
Jesse yeah. James, we gave a big four uh, four year contract to over twenty million dollars, and then Logan Thomas, a guy that the Lions have been targeting for a long time, and. Let's go to Rudd Dog with your grade on the tight end here, uh, tight end group. Ooh. This one's a little hard to grade, largely because I don't really pay attention to the blocking job they do. So, like, I don't know how they graded out as blockers. I know that Jesse James didn't do very well. Uh, I don't know what Logan Thomas did, and we lost Hawkinson. So uh, that's a little hard. But uh, as far as them in, reset in the receiving game, they definitely over underwhelmed, though Logan Thomas started to show some nice shine and Hawkinson really flashed a few times. Well, I'm also – the other hard part about it is I'm just not sure how they were used this year, honestly, because I can't – maybe once or twice that we actually watched them, like, go on a seam route and get targeted, uh, which was what I thought, like, was going to be, like, a staple in an offense that featured so many, you know, highly touted tight ends. But uh, this group, I would say it's safe to say they underperformed. And uh, I'm going to give them a C plus. Uh, they made some plays. They also missed some plays, and their blocking was not spectacular. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, Connor. I'm going to go with a solid C. I. You know, I'm I'm gonna give TJ Hawkinson a bit of a curve because rookie tight ends just never paired up right away. I think he showed a lot of promise. Uh, he made a few rookie mistakes, and uh, you know that one play where he tried to jump over the defender and then got a concussion, got his bell rung. I think those are the kind of mistakes you don't see him repeat in the sophomore year. Um, the reason I don't make this grade higher is. I think Jesse James is incredibly disappointing, especially for his contract value. He he showed up that one game where he caught that first down catch to seal the game. Uh, but besides that, he did nothing. I mean, I, I like Jackie, I'm not sure about the run blocking as much. But, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with solid C, not knowing much about the run blocking. Okay. Uh, just to give, I'm looking it up right now as we talk. And um, T.J. Hawkinson as a run blocker was the 90th overall ranked tight end. Uh, so not good. But uh, again, I would have to filter this out a little more. To uh, you know, some some of these grades include guys that played four games, others 16. So, but either way, it wasn't it it, it wasn't near the top of the league. <laughs> um, but let's go with uh Bob. All right, uh, I'm gonna go. A little higher on this. So I'm going to give a B to this group. Um, wow. Yeah. I know right? what you're drinking. It's good stuff. Because um, I really like TJ Hawkins. I thought he came out really good. And uh, unfortunately, he got some injuries. Uh, Jesse James, huge disappointment, I got to say. I like Logan Thomas. Uh, I think having that group of competent tight ends helped – Stafford a lot because he, he plays better when he has decent tight end play and I think he got it this year and that they luckily uh you know I called for it earlier this year Chris White tight ends coach to be fired because they they have a lot of talent there that's not being utilized as it completely could be so I, I think uh going forward this group's going to get even better especially uh Hawkinson I think he's gonna be a star and um but I think it, it really did help the offense to have these guys. So I'm giving that uh, a B. So there you go. All right. Who likes blow it? 
And by the way, I want to correct right. uh, correct what I said. T.J. Atkinson, it was not the 90th. It, he's 44th, so I misread uh, the stat before. And then whoa, Jesse James was 83rd, and Isaac Nauta 87th. And then Logan Thomas, barely used as a blocker, uh, was 110th overall. So, uh, but let's go to you, Jay. All right. Well, <clears throat> my Kool Aid is a little weak right now. I'm gonna give them a D. Uh, I think this group disappointed greatly, uh, mostly because of Jesse James did not even near live up to his contract. Um, Hawkinson, I think, is going to be a star. Uh, he shows signs of being great, but he's a rookie, you know. So you just have to accept that. What you know, what happened this year? Uh, Logan Thomas has given me hope too. So uh, this year, I give him a D. But uh, as far as the future, I I think this group holds a lot of promise. I really do. I think Jesse James will make a little comeback season next year. Hawkinson will be uh, – I think he'll, he's going to be a good one. I really do. And Logan Thomas really – I don't know. I kind of got inspired by him. I thought he looked pretty good. I think we might have a gem there too. So uh, uh, as far as hope for the future, yeah, I'm very happy. But as far as this season, a D. All right, so T.J. Hawkinson had over, you know, 130 yards in that first game. Then he had ended up with 367 yards total by the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> a little maybe too hyped after that first game. Uh, definitely a big learning curve for tight ends in the league. So, I mean, as far as T.J. Hawkinson goes, I'm going to give him a, a B. I think he did a lot. I still think he did a lot for the Lions in a lot of ways. And I, uh, after looking up his run blocking grade here, I, th I definitely think he was an upgrade there. Uh Jesse James just oh, I the the knock on him was that he was using a Pittsburgh offense that didn't utilize tight ends, and then we uh, bring him over here, and I I still you know we we'll never know for sure if this is more on Darren Bevel is it Jesse James not finding an open spot or is it just the offense because we I do have such a talented wide receiver corpse are they less focused on throwing to the tight end I I can't answer that. Yeah, but Logan Thomas definitely looked like the better receiving tight end of the two. Uh, uh, you can still question uh, us targeting him on the last play against the Raiders. But, uh, and if he should have caught that ball, perhaps. He said he should have. Uh, I mean, it's arguable. But I'm, I'm going to have to give this group, uh, I'm going to have to give him a C minus. Just I, I think the Jesse James signing could be a huge mistake. I, I'd love to be wrong, but uh, right now, it, I it, his performance on the field does not justify the contract that he's being paid. And, and the the Lions could have got a player like Ed Oliver at number eight, who had a really good year and at a position of desperate need for the Lions. Instead, we went with a tight end uh, where we ended up being deep. So I'm going to give it a – a C minus. So that that's the offense, and also I should also mention that the Lions fired their tight end coach, like uh, Bob mentioned. Uh, Chris White was his name. He is gone. So uh, is he dead? That was, his name was Chris White. He gone. <laughs> yes. When you leave the Lions, you basically yeah. die. He gone. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, let's get this podcast moving along. We're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. and A lot of good grades coming. Yeah, but before we uh, get into that, just the coaches that have been fired, Paul Pascaloni, um, as of today, just a few hours before we started recording this, he was fired. Uh, 
Oh, he quit. Yeah. Uh, he quit. He quit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Not Forced. fired. Forcibly quit. He, he, he went to go spend time with his family. Uh, he, he, <laughs> yeah. Whatever respectful way, yeah. Whatever respectful way they can uh, say he's no longer coaching on the Detroit Lions. Um, linebacking linebacker coach L. Golden fired as well. He was a tight end coach last year, then moved to linebackers. Uh, wow. Yep. <laughs> Bad streak. <laughs> yes. Um. So we'll be happy. He's gone. DB coach Brian Stewart is also gone. Uh, and then while we're at while we're mentioning people fired, I'll just get uh, special teams coach John Bonamigo. I believe that's how you say it. He's gone, and then a bunch of members of the uh, strength and conditioning team are also gone. As the Lions had, well, we, we talked about their injuries. lack of conditioning in the fourth quarter, maybe, uh, or lack of finishing in the fourth quarter. I don't know if that has to do with the conditioning or not. The Lions claimed it didn't, but they fired everybody. And then, like Bob just mentioned, injuries. But let's get to the defense. I can't wait to see the grades on this one. Let's go to the defensive line. Let's start with. Uh, oh. Let's start with you, UJ. Okay, um, I'm going to give it a D minus, only because Whoa. Trey Flowers was pretty good. And uh, I mean, although he started the year slow, Trey Flowers. Uh, that this guy, he's a hell of a player, man. I mean, he's a good player. And I was really impressed by him. Otherwise, they were a total failure on the season overall. I mean, they really didn't do much of anything. Uh, complete disappointment. Injuries, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. They were horrible. So, uh, yeah, D minus, only because Trey Flowers uh, brought the grade up from an F. Yeah, and, and just to mention, this group consisted of Aquara, Austin Bryant near the end of the season, Snacks Harrison, Mike Daniels, uh, H.O.N. Robinson, Kevin Strong, Trey Flowers, Deshaun Hand for uh, you know a, a brief a brief moment or two this season. Uh, it, it's rough, uh, but let, let's go with uh, let's go to Red Dog. Uh, I'm going to give him a slightly higher grade than UJ uh, because I think that this 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 one of the, this was a position that was left hung out to dry a lot, uh, rushing three way too often. Yeah, I mean I don't care who you have. I mean, yeah, better players will will get a little more pressure, but. I don't care who you have. You can have five old linemen wrangling three guys most of the time. That's just rarely a good situation to be in. Uh, and we put ourselves in that way too much. So I think they're hung out to dry a lot. And I honestly just think they didn't understand the talent of this group at all and were misused. So I'm going to give them uh, a D plus because I still think they didn't play great. But, uh, I mean, there were some times when they they started to really lock up, especially towards the end of the year where they were getting better at stuff in the run. Snacks Harrison really had a super slow, long start to the season before he finally started showing up, and we were incredibly injury-riddled. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that those all kind of worked against them. But that being said, they still underperformed. So, Rudd Dog, just uh, be, before we move on to uh, Counter and Bob, uh, that you mentioned it in, in terms of the pass rushers and stuff. So I'm, I'm looking at a chart here that came out today. Um, 
the team that used the most pass rushers this season per down. Uh, the, so there's, there's, uh, no, the Baltimore Ravens. They used yeah. they used over five pass rushers uh, per down on average, and they were about seventeenth in time to throw allotted. The worst team by a whole point two seconds in time to throw was the Detroit Lions, and un, uh, shockingly, they were the they had the least amount of pass rush used in the NFL. Pass rushers used per down in the NFL. They averaged four, um, but most teams. Even like the lower, they actually average four. Wow. Even the lower yeah. end of teams used around four point, uh, four point two to four point two five is like right around the league average. So the, the Lions, though, and get, can you guess how much time per throw the Lions allowed this year? Thirty seconds. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Serious Wait, guess though. I'll, I'll tell you. Six point oh five. Let me tell Six you. and a half seconds. No, no, no. Uh, that'd be. You said yes. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three, <laughs> 3.05, and that was easily the worst in the NFL. Easily. Jeez. Um, they did not understand how to use their personnel, and that was disturbing. That was one of the most disturbing things yeah. of the season. Go on. So what was your grade? What did I say? D plus? D plus. Okay. Let's go to Bob. All right. I, uh, I just finished a glass of Kool-Aid. <laughs> I put on my rose-colored glasses. And I'm going to give this line a D. They were <laughs> terrible. D for D uh, line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I will say like uh, you just said, Trey Flowers. He was a good signing. Whether he's worth the money, you can debate. But but he did what he what he's what he does. You know, he came in, he played solid, and he made a lot of plays for us. But the um, big disappointment was Snacks. He he was horrible this year. I know he's fighting injuries and all that, but, you know, he was expected to be a great player for us this year. And uh, Deshaun Hand injured as well. I kind of like Sean Robinson. I hope he comes back. Um, you know, th- this uh, team was a problem, but it's the players mostly. I mean, if you, the players are playing like they should have, uh, injury was probably the biggest thing, but still, it, it never – we never saw the signs of the line that we thought it was going to be. I remember going into the season, how we hyped up the line. It was supposed to be our strength. That was our biggest weakness. So I'm going with the D. Yep. All right, it's Connor. Uh, Zach, I had that whole chart queued up. I was going to drop it on you guys, but then you dropped it. So <laughs> that was basically, that was my whole idea. So uh, I'm just going to wing this. Uh, I disagree. You can expound, I think, on it. expound on it. I think Ashawn Robinson had a pretty bad year myself, and I don't really want to see him return. I think Trey Flowers was the only bright spot on the D-line. And, yes, the scheme is bad, but I don't think the players even helped make our bad scheme better. I'm going to give this group an F. All right. Even with, yeah. even with, even with Trey Flowers, huh? Even with Trey Flowers, when you win three games and you have the third pick in the draft, you can't be given a lot of grades above C minus. So someone's got to pay. Yeah, and this group's paying. <laughs> All right. So, um, man, I, I mean, some injury. I would love to see what Mike Daniels could have been in this defense all year. Uh, or hand. 
Or hand, or hand. Uh, yeah, no, uh, we missed hand. But this is two years in a row where hands had a, you know, an injury that had him out multiple games, and it, you, we cannot rely on him going for it. I'm, I'm going to give this group True. a D as well, just because I do think Trey Flowers let, keeps it from being enough because he was able to play up to his contract, but. Like 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 you guys said, Snacks paid ten million dollars this year. You know, got a pay raise and then played like shit. And then uh, Mike Daniels, we gave him, we, you know, a big signing, right? The big offseason signing that we got late because he believed in. He threw out the Matt Patricia genius quote, uh, <laughs> uh, and that that proved to be. Uh, Should have questioned him right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's just such a disappointing group. We th- we all we probably thought this was going to be an A when we started the year. Undoubtedly, we talked, we hyped this up so much, and they obviously did not play up to it. I agree with Rudd Dog to to uh, a certain degree about the scheme, and Connor, you, you were going to mention it as well, and, and the fact that we rushed less people than anybody. But I think the Lions believed they had a more dominant defensive line than they thought because they so they averaged four pass rushers, but that also includes linebackers and things. But the D line, the the rush defense was awful the first half of the season as well, uh, and that largely I think had to do with Snacks. He, I mean, Snacks is getting his ass kicked the first half of the season. He picked it up here at the second half, but mm-hmm. too little, too late. Yeah. What do you guys think about his uh, thinking about retiring? Yeah, and he, he's still, he's kind of ranting on Twitter a little bit about like the media. <laughs> yeah, that means it increases our chances of drafting Derek Brown. <laughs> the dumbass media, Possibly. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I it 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 sounds like he's not coming back based on how uh, what he felt, but. You don't know. This is a different. It's not like he has concussions, at least. Uh, so there's he chance. doesn't even practice in the off season. I mean, what does he? You know, what does he need training? He's heading to his we, wife uh, in pregnancy, right? Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I think is important. Man. Two years in a row, we've had him. Well, I guess he came in mid-season. Well, he's for owed eleven million dollars so. next year, so maybe if he retires, the Lions uh, get out of that one. That'd be nice. Okay, let's move on to another group that, well, uh, yep, I mean, this is the Detroit Lions defense of 2019, so let's uh, get your thoughts. So, uh, linebackers, Kennard, Gerard Davis, Jelani Tavai, the second rounder, uh, Christian Jones, Reeves Maben for a little bit here at the end of the season, Steve Longa for a little bit as well. So let's start with Rudd Dog about the linebacking group. Okay, so I disagree with Bob. What he said about the D-line being our worst, I think this was by far our worst unit. Uh, we didn't have a true leader in the middle. Jared Davis was just awful in that role as a true read-and-react linebacker directing that defense. And I, this, this, this is a theme throughout the whole defense. I think everyone was terribly misused and they didn't understand their personnel but that being said you get what you're given and they did not handle it well at all uh i think tavai showed great promise uh canard he's like he's a solid player 
not a great pass rusher, but a decent one from time to time. And, uh, I mean, he's good in some rundown and stuff, but, I mean, Christian Jones should not be playing in a starting capacity whatsoever. And, uh, actually, Mabin showed that he probably should have been playing in the Christian Jones' stead all season. Uh, him and Tavai were the only real, in my book, the only two players that looked like they were, you know, pretty decent. I think this was a garbage unit, and they were a large part of why our run defense was so bad. I mean, obviously, it starts up front, and they were, you know, beleaguered by Snacks' bad play. But uh, this is an F unit. This unit sucked. They were terrible in pass coverage, terrible in run stopping. Not very good at pass rushing. I'm not sure they did anything particularly well. So, uh, regardless of how they were used, they were they were just bad. All right, let's go to Bob to respond. Um. Yeah, this yeah the line was the worst. But these guys were so much better. They were a D plus. I'm gonna go with D plus with these guys because uh, I, uh, like you said, Jared Davis. You know, you think he he's gonna be like the quarterback of the defense or whatever. That that's not happening with this guy. I mean, I'm sorry. He's he's got a lot of physical skills, and part of the problem is the coaching staff and how to, how they're using him and how they're utilizing him. And I think they did kind of figure out he's better as a pass rusher, and they they're trying to work that out. But there's so many problems with that defense. That's just one one thing. Um, yeah, Christian Jones is okay. Maybe, like you said, he's probably uh, a little better. Uh, Kennard showed flashes, but overall, this group was just poor. I mean, there, there's so many uh, uh, runs that got by these guys, and and the, their pass coverage is ridiculously bad. So. I'm going to go with the D-plus on these guys. What keeps them from an F, I'm I, curious, Bob? Well, I, I like Tavai. I thought Tavai showed up. I think he's I think he's a smart guy, and he's a good player, and I think he's going to only get better. So I agree with uh, that. He's my uh, Saving Grace. shining light in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor. Nice. Uh, yeah, uh, to go along with the theme, I think – the linebacker group was just awful. I think that's the one thing I'd really love to see is like a game changing linebacker on this team. I think could do wonders. Like I think that's the position that could really impact us the most in a positive way. Um, I'd like to you know, to had his ups and downs, but you know, he's a rookie. You're going to have those. I think he's going to be pretty good going forward, but that's really where it ends. I thought I like Jared Davis, but Again, misused, um, and that, that goes down to coaching. Uh, I'm going to give this unit a D, a solid D. I think Tavai is the saving grace here. All right. All right. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a D, too. And uh, and Tavai being the one bright spot to me, I know he's a rookie, made some mistakes and things, but I think he is the quarterback of our defense for the future. Um uh, Christian Jones, I don't know. He's there. You know, <laughs> he, he doesn't do much for me. Um, Jared Davis, now, there's the most misused guy we've had in the last few years. Uh, this They wanted him to be the quarterback of the defense, but he is not that guy. I think if the Lions realize his physical skills, he, he's a badass, he's strong, he's fast. If, if they can find a specialty niche for him as like a pass rusher or something, they, they could, he could be an all-pro 
as a specialty player, but he's not the quarterback of the defense. He can never be that guy. And I, I just hope they can find a way to use him properly. If they do, I think they got a star in their hands. Uh, but they need to draft linebacker badly. And this is what I think. I I like that Simmons kid from uh was it Clemson or LSU? I can't yep, remember. Yep, that's but, uh, Clemson, Isaiah Simmons. He, yeah, I that's kind of the guy I'm leaning toward now in the draft because I think he'd be just a game changer, freak athlete. Uh, we need help there badly, badly. And we can't let Jared Davis run that defense. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, D for me. All right. What was your saving grace? <laughs> I'm just curious because you guys are giving him a lot of credit. Chavai, Chavai. I, I okay. really think Chavai was a good draft pick. I really do. I, oh, mean, I agree I, with I, that. I think for the future, he should be quarterback in that defense, and I think he's good enough to do it. He's big enough. He's strong. He's got good instincts. I mean, he made some nice plays, you know, despite being a rookie. He made some mistakes, too. But I think this kid shows a lot of potential. Yeah, and actually, our I defense was about. decently respectful at the beginning of the season, and Tavai was that guy making the calls on the field, right? Yeah. Uh, Remember the so. big fumble on the one-yard line? Was it against the Chargers, was yep, it? Yep, against the Chargers. Uh, I yeah. don't think he started making the calls till a little later. Because in the beginning, Christian Jones was starting over him. I don't know. Tobias uh, like played 80% of snaps to start he, the season. He rotated in. No, I, I don't, no, Christian Jones never was the point caller. And not the point caller. It was started off with Jared Davis, and then Christian Jones was starting instead of Tobias. At least he started. I don't know what the snap counts were, but he was the Davis starter for a while. Davis the season. Yeah, Tavai had a ton of snaps at the beginning of the season. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, whatever. Memory's so, stupid. Tavai was the 82nd ranked overall linebacker this year. Not too bad for a rookie by any means. Uh, then Christian Jones was 154th, and Draw Dave, Davis 160, right. 161 out of 180. Uh, Jer- Jared Davis just. Man, you love the guy because you think he pl- plays hard, but man, he is uh, maybe not longing for this defense see. or uh, as a middle linebacker in the NFL. That's why we got to find a niche bad. for this. He's a niche player. We find yeah. a niche for this guy. He could be great. If he He's goes the way of guy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. If he goes the way of Kyle Van Noy, though, I'm going to be supremely pissed. Like if we trade him to another team, and they use him right, like we do with Kyle Van Noy. I'm going to be so pissed because that was what everything we were promised about Patricia was we're going to tailor the player, the scheme to the players. And I didn't see that at all this year. Yeah. And everybody knows, I, I mean, I've said it on this podcast multiple times, how much I hate Kristen Jones. I don't know. I understand why they extended him this year. The, hey, good news, by the way, everybody on the linebacking core is coming back next year, technically under contract. Depending on what but um, yeah, but the, like uh, everybody has mentioned, Dubai, the one saving grace. But I'm also going to give this Drew and uh, group an F. I just don't think they lived up to any of it, and maybe that scheme. Uh, but the linebackers, as a part of the scheme, did not do anything to help this defense whatsoever. Uh, I also want to mention, especially to UJ, uh, who's probably going to. Do you know who? Uh, who's probably going to come up? Second in defensive uh, MVP this year, or defensive player of the year. Yeah. A man by the name of uh, T.J. Watt. Have you heard of him before? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, you bring that up. 
He's, I he's, wanted that guy so bad. He's widely expected to come in second to Stefan Gilmore and uh, his defensive players. Man, we could have had Good thing we took Jared Davis. <sighs> rub it in, Z. Rub it in. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the cornerbacks. The, the uh, Detroit Lions cornerbacks, mainly Darius Slay and Rashawn Melvin, but then towards the end of the season, uh, Monty Warrior as well. Mike Ford got in there a little bit. We're uh, not counting Coleman? Uh, Tevin Coleman, sorry. Yeah, we can, we can, let's throw him in there too. Uh, and Ag- Agnew for a little bit to start the season as well. Uh, let's go with uh, Connor. I thought our cornerbacks did okay for like half the year. And before everything fell apart, uh, I thought this was a down year for Slay. I thought they also had a lot to do when we had virtually no pass rush at all. They just had to constantly be running around everywhere on these attempted coverage sacks that never worked. Uh, I'm gonna give, oh god, I'm gonna give them a C plus. Maybe that's harsh. All right. I'm between C plus and B minus. I'm going to somewhere in the middle there. It's a cop-out answer, but that's what I'm going with. That's not the game. All right. Let's go with Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, – uh, I'm going to go a similar grade. There. I'm going to go with a C plus. Uh, Slade did not have his best year, but he's still a solid player. Um, Melvin did – you know, he was okay. He still flashes forward. Um, did not have a great year. <laughs> I like the the promise of a, a Rorier, uh, if you can say that name. But uh, yeah. So, but like like Connor said, the the pass rush was so horrible. These guys were kind of left hung out to dry. So I think there's a lot of talent there, but the whole defense was so bad that they got they got dragged down with the rest of them. So I'm gonna go uh, C plus. All right, UJ. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> I'm gonna be a little more generous here. I'm gonna go with a B because uh, I think they did a very admirable job, especially in the early half of the, the first half of the season. Uh, they were relied on. I mean, running man coverage all the time is so difficult. I mean, these guys, it, it's crazy. And without the pass rush, they were expected to do so much, and they did for a while. I mean, the first half of the season, they were they were pretty darn good, um, but. As the season goes on, you're running man all the time. It just weared them down. And, uh, yeah, they, they couldn't stay with it. Uh, I don't know how anybody could. So I'm just giving it a B because uh, I think for what little we did do successfully is because of them, not because of the rest of the defense. So I think we got to give them some credit here for uh, keeping us in games to the point we did. I mean, we, we led, what, 12 games, and a lot of that was – because of our defensive back. So uh, I'm going to be a little more generous here. I'm going to give him a B. I think they did a pretty good job. So yeah. that's what I'm going with. Red Dog. I'm with you, Jay. I'm going to go with a B as well. Uh, Slay, start off, uh, he, you know, he did have a little bit up and down season, even in the beginning when everyone was doing well, uh, especially against uh, what's-his-face from the Chargers. He was getting beat, even though he did make up for it. By winning the game with the interception, game but, uh, play. right? I mean, big play slay. That's what you need. But uh, I mean, Cole, uh, Coleman was a really nice signing. He would probably had the most solid year from start to finish. Uh, at Melvin Ingram, 
Wait, nope. I did it again. Rashawn Melvin. Rashawn Melvin started off the season as a shutdown corner. He was sticking on receivers like glue uh, as, you know, the season wore on and the pass rush was nowhere to be found. And, and he got injured a little bit here and there. He definitely really fell off the horse and he became a huge liability. But again, with bad schemes, so I can't knock him too hard, but he, he definitely dropped off the most. Uh, so a solid B, uh, I think if they were using, if they were given any help, this unit would have really been able to shine, but they were left out to dry once more by bad coaching. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with the scheme and, uh, you know, most time the pass is never uh, helpful for any sort of defense, but I do feel that Melvin was in position a lot to stop a lot of big throws and never seemed maybe early in the season he's able to, but definitely later in the season, uh, like notably against Darius Slayton on the Giants or something like that. Oh, God, where, yeah. <laughs> where he was, in, he was in position to make a play on the ball to at least deflect it, and he never made it. And then towards the end of the season, it just got really, really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Rashawn Melvin gets an F from me. Darius Slay himself gets like a, a C from me uh but uh, Ronnie Warrior I I'm I'm really hyped about uh if if the you know if, if oh yeah I forgot him he uh he was 37th overall like highest grade on PFF for corners and that, that not bad and uh he only played seven games so that, I mean that's accounting for uh, anybody that played cornerback this year for a, a certain amount of time or for a length of one game at least uh but Really good grade. Uh, real, uh, he obviously made some big plays in the season here. I, I would, I would rather see him out there than Rashawn Melvin going forward. Absolutely. Uh, so, but I, I'm going to have to give this uh, the secondary a C. I, I can't go higher than that. I mean, they, it, it, it was a bad performance all around. Justin Coleman started off the season really well, and then he also uh, kind of faded and. Uh, played poorly. It seemed like he relied a lot early on about, with them catching it and then knocking it out. It worked at first, but I think teams adjusted uh, to that strategy, and I don't think he adjusted back necessarily. Maybe that's why the DB coach got fired. I don't know. Things like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't give higher than a C, and maybe that has to do with the defense line in this game. So last, last uh, position group on the defense, safety. Obviously, uh, Quandre Diggs is the man that looms large in this category. Uh, but we also had Tavon Wilson, Tracy Walker, Will Harris, Miles Kilbrew playing towards the end of the season here. CJ Moore for a little bit. But uh, let, let's uh, start this one with Bob. Uh, yeah, I, I would go probably give a, a, a C to this group as well. Um, I like Will Harris. I think he'll be pretty good going forward. Uh, Wilson Walker. I I thought the Diggs thing was a little overplayed. I, you know, people act like he's Ronnie Lott now. You know, like he's <laughs> the the greatest thing we we missed. But he didn't play very well with us. I didn't think. And uh, whether we got the value for him, I don't know. But hopefully, there's a plan here. But the the whole group was not very good. Uh, I'm gonna go with the C. All right, let's go, Connor. It kind of concerns me how much better he got with Seattle. I don't know what that means, but I always 
I thought the Quandary Diggs trade was a mistake myself. Um, outside of that, though, I thought the unit was perfectly average. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm going to go a straight C as well. And I just really wanted to say that I disagree with the Quandary Diggs trade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Red Dog? Um, like the rest of the defense, this is it's hard to give grades without taking into account just how bad the coaching was. Uh, Tracy Walker looked like he was going to have have a really big season in the beginning, but that was when he was paired up with a competent safety. I I, I don't even think Quandre Diggs was great or anything, but he was competent and he was at least good in pass coverage. And sure, he was missing some tackles early on, and that wasn't good. But I still think trading a team leader and a captain uh, and a competent safety mid-season when they really needed him was a big mistake. And because uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna pull a Z, big Z here, and give a straight F uh, plus to Will Harris, the rookie, because good God. That guy was rarely in the right position to stop a pass. I think he finally made one pass defense at the end of the season on the last game. Like, he just was uh, – that was the biggest thing that separated – like, when you took when you compare him to what Quandre Diggs was, he was stopping zero passes. Quandre Diggs was stopping half of the passes that targeted him. And that alone counted for God knows how many yards. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, like everyone else, they're victimized by circumstances, but – not a great unit, you know, not a great season for everybody involved. You know, we still had some nice plays in the run game from uh, Tavon Wilson. Uh, and that's the, the only reason I give an F-plus to, to Will Harris is because he made some nice plays in the run. So, uh, overall, I'd say, like, a, a C-plus. All right, how about you, Red Dog? Or, uh, sorry, uh, So, UJ. I'm going to go again because... <laughs> UJ! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think you guys are cruel and heartless. I, 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 give, this, <laughs> I give this unit uh, a C plus. Uh, Will Harris is a rookie, and he struggled. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But uh, I think there's potential for the kids. So I don't want to say too much bad about him right now. He didn't play that well. But, you know, he got some valuable experience this year. I think Tracy Walker is really good. I really like the kid. I, I think he's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Tavon Wilson to me is a warrior. That guy, I don't know. I just love that guy. He's not flashy. He's not, you know, doesn't do, but he, man, he makes so many tackles in the box. He, he just, he's a tough player. He's a reliable player. Um, our safeties were not too bad. So, you know, I think scheme was a big thing that hurt them along with the whole secondary. So taking that into account, I got to give him a solid C. And, and I think for the future, I think, uh, we may need to make another addition or two, but uh, uh, you know, I think we got a couple solid guys going ahead, going forward. So I'll give him a C. Yeah. Uh, so Will Harris. Uh, so hold on. First of all, I want to get this comparison. So Quandre Diggs. Uh, he played five games for the Lions this year. His PFF grade overall on defense was fifty-eight point seven. Then he played five games for Seattle this year. His grade was eighty-seven point eight. Oh my God! So, <laughs> scheme? I don't know. Uh, same amount of injuries though when he went to Seattle. He hasn't played the last two weeks for them in the big games. Uh, Will Harris, in comparison, had a defensive grade of fifty-five point three on the season. 
for the Lions. Wow. So better than I thought. But he did. Will Harris did have his best two games the last two games of the season. So that's promising. But hopefully, he's learning. And then he is learning. Then for players who played ten games and more this season, Tracy Walker ranked uh, as the twenty-fifth best ranked safety in the league. So big step up for him this year. I can't wait to see what he does progressing going forward. But uh, yeah, oh, Tavon Wilson, I didn't think played excellent by any means. I'm gonna give this group a. I'm, I'm gonna give him a C as well. I think that the the group when Diggs was here and Will Harris also. Um, they missed over 20-plus tackles this year, which is an awful stat. Uh, so, I, actually, I, I'm going to give it a C-minus, actually. C-minus after saying that stat out loud. <laughs> um, so, that does it for the defense. Now we're going to do a quick lightning round here. Um, and we're gonna, just going to go Bob Connor, UJ, Rudd Dog, me really quick. So, Bob, grade on the kicker. On <laughs> the kicker? Yeah, um, I, I would give an A to the kicker. Kicker's one of our more reliable things on this team. So, right. Connor, I'm gonna go A. Did you say me? Yeah, yeah, yeah you. Uh, a. I mean, Prater's he's money. I mean, he's got that dad bad. He he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I I feel I feel good with him anywhere less than 65 yards. I'm not worried about. And that's not many teams can say that that they're confident like over fifty five. So, yeah, hey. All right, UJ. A plus. Uh, Prater, guy's awesome. Sam Martin had a really good year. Uh, his, yardage, his yardage wasn't as high as uh, everyone else, but uh, he had. I think he was near the top in yards return against his punts. So, uh, we're talking about both, right, or just kickers? Or, Kicker. Uh, uh, that was, well, Prater A plus. Right. <laughs> All right. He's just uh, good. Red dog. A. Prater did miss one or two, so that's the only reason not A plus. But guys, rock solid. Yeah, Prater was twenty six to thirty one this year, eighty three point nine percent kicking. He did miss one uh, in between the thirty and forty yard marker. Uh, he missed three. Uh, between 40 and 49, and he was 7 of 8 from 50. He had the second most 50-yard field goals this year. So, hey, I just want to say, in that Packer game, he, I think he kicked a 56-yarder. That would have been good from 70. Oh, yeah. He oh, yeah. killed that ball. <laughs> from 56 yards, he hit high up in the net. It was unbelievable. <laughs> what a kick. Oh, my God. And I, the kicker value, I, I don't think is valued enough just because if you look at a team like the Indianapolis Colts, uh, if they had a kicker like Matt Prater, they'd probably make the playoffs. So don't underestimate yeah. the importance. Uh, but let's go to punter now. So, Bob, punter. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't have uh, the stats in front of me, but uh, but Sam Martin, I thought he had a good year. You know, He, he placed the ball nicely and uh, pinned some teams deep. Uh, our coverage wasn't always what it should be, but uh, I thought the punts were, were nice. He had good hang time. So I, I would say a uh, solid year for him. So I would give a an A as well. All right, Connor. I know his distance wasn't as high as past years, but I thought the hang time was really good, and I thought he was pinning teams back. I'm going to go A- minus for him. All right, UJ. Uh, solid A. Uh, I think he, he was great, and he 
pinning pinning him deep and uh, dropping him inside the ten yard line. He was really good this year, I thought. So yeah, I'm gonna give him a solid A. I hope they uh, find it in their hearts to re-sign him. I guess he's a free agent this year, so uh, I think we need to re-sign him. He's a solid player on our special team, so we need him. All right, Rudd Dog. Yeah, I'm gonna go with an A here. Uh, yeah, he was really good getting us field position. I think that was what kept us in a lot of games and kept us so close towards the end and winning the field position battle. Plus, he has the benefit of being, I think, an exceptional kickoff man, uh, you know, short of the one game we shouldn't have kicked short <laughs> against uh, was it the Redskins uh, when they housed it. But no, I thought he did a really good job this year. Hey. Um, so to answer your question, Bob, Sam Martin ranked 19th in hang time this season. He averaged 4.33 seconds of a punt. Uh, but he's the 25th ranked punter on PFF. Uh, he was 17th in net yardage and punting. Um, inside the 20, he actually was six overall. Uh, but that's I, huge. Yeah, that's big there. I I. I'd, I would- I'm gonna give him. How was he return yardage? Z? I'm gonna give him a B. Uh, return yardage for Sam Martin. Yeah. He was. Let's see here. Twenty uh, eighth overall. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, I can't hear the boy. Okay. And then yards yards yeah. per return, he was thirty four. So yeah, he was near. Uh, he was one of the lowest. Well, actually, that's good. Lowest good in this case. Four point four yards average for ter- return. Right, that's what I was saying. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading it backwards. I was reading it backwards. Uh, yeah, uh, yard, yards per return is bad in this case if it's higher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, actually in that regard, he's pretty good. So I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give him uh, I'm gonna give him an A as well because I think he did really do, good on the kickoffs as well, and that was missed when we saw Prater do it and the less hang time on the kicks. Uh, so yeah, I'll give him an A as well. Is he worth? Is any punter worth uh, three million against the cap? is another question but uh yeah uh so sure. let's let's move on to long snapper bob <laughs> that's uh that's always an a and <laughs> i'm with the lions with with mulebach so Connor. he's uh the heart the heart and soul of the team hey same comments uj well i'm gonna say a but you know what would they others will let him Take his walker out there on the field <laughs> when when he you know he just can't walk on his own anymore. It's, I don't know, but yeah, he's an A. He's solid. <laughs> Rod Dog, love him. Uh, consider me heartless if you want, but A minus. He his snaps were slightly off a few times this year, unlike uncharacteristically. You son but of a bitch. Still very good. Goddamn son of a bitch. Bastard. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, agree, with, I'm gonna agree with Rod Dog on this one. A minus. Uh, just for you know, Don Milbeck's career. I thought this was a slight, slight off year for him. You can't give us anything this year, can you? Not even Milba. <laughs> All right, and this is gonna. This is uh, you know Matt Patricia, but he can throw in. This is coaching in general as a whole because we don't have time to go through each coaching position. So just okay. coaching. So Connor, coaching. Can we all say that once? No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> coaching B minus, I think. I well, okay. I'm gonna say our offense was actually pretty well coached. I'm gonna go solid D. 
I think Daryl Bevel was awesome. I think he was a fantastic hire for offense. And I will admit I was skeptical of him, but it really has worked out well. I think he's unleashed Stafford. That being said, special teams was not good overall. And I think defense was an absolute historic disaster. And I don't think Patricia himself inspired a lot of confidence in this team towards the end. So I'm going to say a solid D. I really hope Patricia turns it around, but I'm feeling less and less like it's a for sure thing. Drink some blue Kool-Aid, Connor. Run, dog. Oh, uh, F plus. Well, the plus being Darren Bevel. Uh, Patricia, anything, just consider this season anything less than a dramatic failure, I think would be mischaracterization. The defense was historically bad. They get an F. 10,000 minus um, special teams were okay, but I don't care when you win three games, regardless of all the fluky stats we ended up with. This was a miserably coached season. All right. UJ. Well, I'm going to go D only because uh, as, as bad as this season was, the team never seemed to give up the fight. And, uh, and until the fourth Patricia, quarter, we, right. I think, but I think we all used Patricia was a game control, you know, uh, kind of coach, uh, whatever. And his, his game plan has kind of worked that way. It's just that we did control it. Most of the time we just blew it in the end somehow. Um, we were always in games. So it's not like we weren't competitive. We were. And the guys fought. So just for that fact alone, I give him a D. But, yeah, uh, it, the season overall is such a failure. You, have, you can't give these coaches a high grade. It's just – it has to lay on the coaching because I think there's too much talent on this team for the record we have. Right, uh, so, yeah, a D. Bob. Uh, well, I I like uh, Daryl Bevel. You know, he had a tough job following up JBC. Uh, God rest his soul. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. good Lord. But, yeah, yeah. but he did, a, he did a, a good job, competent job. So, I would give an A to Daryl Bevel. I thought he was a, a great hire. And uh, Pasqualoni was horrible. An F. But I don't know what he was controlling there, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I thought this this special teams I I didn't think they were very good like uh, like uh, Rug Dog was saying I thought they were not very good I mean the kick, so they were okay the kicking them was okay but uh, our coverage was terrible and uh, so I'm going to give an F to the defense F to Matt Patricia so hopefully he'll turn it around but for this year an F. Yeah, so. I I don't completely agree with the the special teams just because they did return a kick and a punt this year. Uh, the the coverage definitely an issue, especially the Redskins game and a few other games. But anyways, um, just coaching, I can I'm gonna have to give a uh, C minus. I really think the offense. No, I really really think That's the offense. Generous. I don't know what he's drinking. <laughs> I really yeah, think the offense, uh, I'm giving the offense a really high grade because I really like what Darren Bubble was doing while Matt Stafford was healthy and that he was able to, um, for the most part, keep the team in games and make them competitive. Obviously, the defense gets a massive, massive F, a solid F. Or you, or I actually have on my list here A, B, C, D, F, and Z, just because Z is the last letter of the alphabet that we can use. So the defense gets a Z, uh, but 
Z from Big Z. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Is that worse than an F triple million minus? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to uh, GM. So Bob Quinn uh, also coming back next year along with Matt Patricia. Obviously, these two are tied at the hip. So GM, let's go to UJ. Oh, wow. This is a tough one. Uh, I don't think in general he's drafted too bad. No, I don't. I'm just, I got to give him a C because I don't, I think we have some decent players on this team. I think our talent level has really gone up in the last couple of years. And uh, he, he, he hasn't hit a home run every time, obviously. And there's been a few misses, but uh, that's going to happen to any GM. I'm just going to give him a solid C. And uh, I think this team, though, still has potential to be very good. And I think their talent level is way better than our record indicates. So I'm just going to go with a C. All right, Connor. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to give him a really good grade when our record the past few years has not been so good. But I do think he's made some good moves, and I do think he's drafted well. I do like him. I just can't really give him anything above a C with our record. So I'm going to give him a solid C. Hopefully that improves next year. would love to give him a B next year. So we'll see. <laughs> All right, Bob. Yeah, this this was not his uh, best year. I mean, with, with you look with the, the way the defense came together, a lot of these guys are his draft picks. And uh, I, I did like – he kind of stumbled into Bo Scarborough. It, it took him like 80 running backs to finally get to him, but he did find him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. got to give him some credit there. And uh, he didn't address the backup QB uh, situation before the season, which he should have. So I'm going to give him a C and uh, hope it gets better next year. All right, Rod Dog. Uh, I'm going to go with a B minus. And just to be clear, yes, that is a question mark afterward. This, uh, as a season, on the season, I think he put the talent in place to win, and it was terribly mismanaged. Uh, I agree with Bob. Backup quarterbacks were mismanaged. That was a, he could have done a better job getting a more proven player as our backup quarterback. Uh, I, I really don't like, or I, I don't. My biggest detractor is his tendency to trade away uh, important personnel to the team mid-season when we're supposed to be competitive. Tate last year, Diggs this year. That was uh, – it just seems to really mess with the, you know, synergy of the team. And and the, the question mark is because, you know, he's the big picture guy. On the season, I think he put the talent there. but And I'm hoping that these mysterious trades have some fruits and, then you know, coming – we'll see the benefit of them next year. So, B minus, that's what I gave him. All right, so I'm going to go with a yeah, uh, C+. Plus. I do want to give him credit for, as I mentioned before, J.D. McKissick. He did get Scarborough in there. Uh, it did take him a lot, like Bob mentioned. Um, but the – and I really like the hire of Darren Bevel because that's, uh, you know, that's his cho- choice in conjunction with Matt Patricia to get him in there uh, is good work. And – the the draft of Will Harris we'll we'll see how that is going forward this year did not work, uh, and the trade of Diggs obviously not beneficial to the team. <sighs> there there's so much back and forth here, but I like I love the financial flexibility of the roster. Getting Trey Flowers was 
awesome. I I think Tevin Coleman as a signing will be beneficial going forward this year. It, it's hard to say it was a great signing because he is the m- most expensive slot corner in the NFL, and he did not play like it. Uh, you can argue that's with the you know the defensive scheme, like we said, but. As far as that contract right now, Tim Coleman not living up to it. Jesse James, terrible signing so far. Uh, so as far as this season goes, let's see. Uh, so last grade, we're going to go to team owner. Uh, a lot There was shirts being made at one point to tell Martha Firestone Ford to sell the team. Um, do you think ownership – how do you think ownership did this year? Uh, let's go to you, Jay. Uh, ownership's doing fine. I mean, <laughs> this whole argument. First of all, the argument's crazy because they're not going to sell the team. But no, but of I course say not. Martha, but we can grade them. But Martha Stewart, Martha <laughs> Stewart, Martha <laughs> Firestone. Uh, I think she, unlike her husband, God rest his soul, uh, this this woman wants to win, and she's old, and she wants to see it in her lifetime. And I give her credit for doing what she's doing. So. God bless you. I give the ownership a B plus. All right, Connor. I I really do think she has the ambition. She wants to win. She's she's like Patricia was a bold hire choice, and with Quinn and all that, like she clearly wants to establish a winning product, and she cares a lot about it. Now it hasn't worked out so far, but it's not for lack of trying. I'm gonna give her, yeah, I'm gonna go B plus too. Uh, it's kind of hard to grade ownership, to be honest. It's, at least it's not Jerry Jones. I hate him so much. <laughs> okay. You're right Bob? about that. Bob. Um, I'm going to give her a solid A+, because she's like 100 years old. She looks cool in her glasses. <laughs> and, uh, she's, she's, uh, she's uh, you know, she does want to win, and she's uh, sticking with this this change, you know, for the, for the third year, even though it's little tough to look at right now, but she's looking at the big picture. Yep. So, A-plus. A-plus. <laughs> All right. Red Dog. I'm going to split the difference and go with just a solid A. Uh, you know, it's obviously – it's hard to grade on a season for ownership because if GM's big picture, then ownership is even bigger picture. And right now, I think she picked a guy who has sold her on a vision, and I think a vision is a huge thing. And that was something that, you know, Jim Caldwell lacked. And uh, I give her the A because I think it was a ballsy choice to sit in the pocket and go another year to see this this vision into fruition. Yeah, and I'll give him an A. Uh, I do like the fact that that they are going to keep ticket – they're not raising ticket prices next year and lowering some of them for the upper deck. So I like that aspect. Yeah. Um, I still think they should take the approach of the Atlanta Falcons and lower all the concessions to, like, Three dollar beers and one dollar hot dogs. Um, oh, that'd be awesome! But besides, oh, I'd give her they, they did that. do that before the. They did do that for like the hour or two before the game, but yeah, they should do it for the whole game. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I mean, a, uh, they're, they're, she's doing what she can. Uh, like UJ said, they're not going to sell the team anytime soon, and I, I don't have enough money to buy the team personally. Not yet. You never know. <laughs> this podcast is about to explode. Uh. So, okay, we have three more categories. Rookie of the year. Uh, don't don't spend too okay. much time on it. Just throw a name out there. So, Bob. 
Uh, well, geez, I Wait, offense uh, or defense, or is this both? Rookie, rookie of the year. Either side of the ball. Let's just make it both, yeah. All right, okay. but I'll go with I'll go with TJ Hawkinson just based on potential. Even though he didn't, didn't have a breakout year, he showed a lot of flashes, so he gets my rookie of the year. All right, Cotter. I'm going to go with Tobai. I think he objectively had the best year of the rookies. All right, UJ. I'm going with Tobai, too. Uh, Hawkinson does a lot of potential, but Tobai, uh, better year. Radon. Yep, Tavai. He produced, you know, he's the rookie of the year. Uh, Bo Benchwell. No, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to go Johnny Tavai as well. Uh, I, I think he's the clear winner for this. Runner up was a Warrior. Yeah, I, I wanted to say Warrior. He just didn't play quite enough games to yeah, get over the Yeah, he was good, though. Um, offensive MVP. Bob. Oof. He's Stafford. Easy. Easy. Stafford? Stafford. Connor. I'm sorry. What was the question? Offensive MVP. <laughs> I was facing up. Oh, uh, um, Stafford. Yeah, sure. Why not? UJ. Stafford. Hands down. Red Dog. Breaking the chain here. Kenny Galladay. He yep. played a full season. Outstanding. That's my pick as well. Led the Kenny league in Galladay. touchdowns. Kenny Galladay is my pick as well because he played the full season. Um, now we're going to go to the fun <laughs> defensive MVP. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, everybody's got to get a trophy, right? Uh, I know who it is. So, Bob. <laughs> I have an answer, yeah. Uh, defensive MVP. Um, geez, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Darius Slay because he's, he's still uh, – Still makes it fun out there, and uh, he he has made some big plays, so I'm going to give it to Slay. All right, Connor. I'm going to say Flowers. I know his yep. contract is really really high, but I think he quietly had a really solid year for the Lions, and I think he'll be good going forward. Uh, UJ. Okay, it, it, to me it's a close one between Flowers and Tracy Walker, but I'm going to give it to, um, the nod to Tracy Walker here. I think this kid had a great year, and uh, – Showing a lot of potential for the future, so I'm going with Tracy Walker. All right, he's a good one. All right, uh, Red Dog. Uh, I'm kind of with UJ, but I'm going to give the nod to Trey Flowers. Yeah. I think he was the only one to produce despite on that D line, despite the uh, you know all the things they said against him with the terrible scheme. And I'm also going to go with Trey Flowers as well. He was the highest-rated PFF player by a wide margin, uh, 83 grade on average. Tracy Walker was second with 73 and a half. Darius Slay, uh, 56.4. Bob, uh, <laughs> I think that might be a stretch personally, but uh, hey, he won the Chargers game, and you guys said that was a terrible game. But anyway, he, it was a bad game. <laughs> he won the game. All right, and then one final grade. <laughs> Let's give a grade to our uh, preseason predictions for the Detroit Lions season, where we all had. Them. <laughs> oh my! Uh, if we reverse the to next year, we all had double-digit victories yeah. and a Super Bowl victory at the end of the season. We drank the blue Kool-Aid hard, and we will be doing it going forward. But, um. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I give us a solid B because you know we injuries we couldn't count on the, yeah, uh, certain yeah, things happening. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Hand had just been healthy all year, they would have won 13 games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easily. Oh boy. Well, 
So, I mean, that's going to wrap up this. Um, Wait, we don't get to give a grade? Oh, you? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rod Dog, what's our grade for the predictions? A plus. If we were the ones coaching this team, we would have won all the games. That's all I need to say. <laughs> How about you, UJ? Oh, my God. For our predictions, I, I, you have to give us an F. We were <laughs> no. <laughs> we were dead on. Our record was the same as the Lions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yep. So, uh, Detroit Lions t- 2019. <laughs> Z, I love it. You go, ah. Uh. <laughs> I love that. That's kind of the season as a whole, right there. Just in that. Yeah, you said it. You said it. <laughs> I um, So, man, so this is going to be our last podcast probably for a couple weeks here while the NFL playoffs are going on. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I know this is a longer one, so hopefully it gives you a. Maybe you don't listen to us all at once, maybe break it out. I say this at the end of the podcast when they're already going to listen to the whole thing. Uh, maybe put it before. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate everybody sticking. We love with, you. Sticking with the podcast, trying to drink as much blue Kool Aid as possible, despite the ongoing circumstances uh, in Ford Field right now. But oh man, we just really appreciate it so much. Uh, this is the second season that we did this podcast, and it's grown exponentially, and it's it's just incredible. Uh, hey, you know what it comes yeah. down to? See, we love the Lions, man. That's what it's Damn right. About. You know, and, and it, yeah, it's been really tough. There's no doubt about it. But damn it, for the future, I'm I'm still hopeful, and I'm, you know, I'm optimistic. I just I love this team, man. I just love rooting for this team. I love talking about the team, and I just hope next year is a great year. And I'm I'm, I'm I really think it will be. As I always do, but so you don't I think don't know. you don't think we should be what Jeff Seidel suggested and uh, blame ourselves as fans for giving money to the team and giving our time and attention. Oh no, man! <laughs> just I just sounds like an idiot. Guy. I just wanted to throw out uh, the dumbass media one more time because it's ridiculous. Yep, yeah. the dumbass media. All right, but <laughs> we're wiped this up. Uh, we hope everybody enjoys the start of this new decade of Lions football. Uh, and we look forward to giving you all the content of the offseason. Uh, more reaction if the Lions, you know, if they hire defensive coordinators, uh, Patricia take over. We'll, we'll get all that. There's a lot um, of prospects to go over. We'll break that down. Just just stay tuned. Uh, but we're, we're really excited for 2020. That's all we can do. It's time to start drinking the blue Kool-Aid again. Super Bowl, uh, here we come. 2019, 2019 is over. You forget about it. But, uh, again, we really appreciate it. I wonder if you have different grades than us, please let us know on Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool-Aid, on Twitter at Drinking Lions. Uh, we would really appreciate any of that input. Uh, it's going to be all over the place. We'll put this up on Reddit as well and see if uh, who, who has input on there. Anyways, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bob, Connor, UJ, Rudd Dog, thank you so much as well. Uh, thank you. We we give a lot of thank we you. give a lot of time to this to you know just talk about our team. So uh, yeah, love, love you, Lion fans. Love the yeah. Lions. Love you, fans. Damn right. All right. So we're gonna wrap this up. 
And one more time for the 2019-2020 season. As always, go. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Go. Go. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.